0: Welcome to the Evil Villains Podcast, where every hero and every story, for that matter, needs a good villain. Um, As some of you may find out very shortly, um, we've been off the air for longer than we've been on the air. We've had two episodes that we've released, and now we have like six months off to close to a year. And we decided to change the cast up. So, for the first time ever, and for probably a really long time after that, We are welcome to by my good pal, James. Hi. Hello. What's going on? What brings you into the Twin Cities?
1: Uh, That's actually a good question. Uh, At this point, work. I was going to say, other than the fact you you
0: live here. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) I live here. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So, um, this week, we are doing fascination with Phil.
1: And, of course, he brought the one person that is basically a villain himself.
0: Well, there are lots of people that I know that are basically villains. You'll have to take that Shh, out with uh, the Eric and and I
1: see that as a challenge.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, in my mind... Well, actually, no. Let's take this a step back further. This isn't all about me. Okay? This, this is a podcast about supervillains. So, let's start there. So, what about villains makes them so interesting considering we've gone full blown we've made a podcast about them so there's something (laughs) about them that i don't know why we decided yeah they're good enough to have an entire podcast series on them so so going all the way back what do you think is so special and unique about villains so from what i see it because
1: as as a bit of backstory to why i understand relatively how people work uh during my second year of college which i don't think i ever told you i took a couple courses on psychology oh really i under i did it to understand how people work Mm -hmm. so it really kind of depends on personal opinion because at a very early age we are basically raised to see superheroes as an idol and to see villains and say no those are bad don't Mm -hmm. do those things and yet 99 percent of us are going up and saying these villains are so much cooler than like Superman or Captain America or literally anyone else.
0: Well, I I think I should clarify that comment <laughs> because I think ninety percent of the people don't care, but then that ten percent, ninety percent, say that <laughs> it's the that ten percent
1: that cares about like villains and the rest of the story. Ninety percent of that ten
0: percent is like
1: villains are so much cooler.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, because as I was discussing with Alex Shiel, um a week or to go in reference to the podcasts in episode one or two um superheroes seem really again this is a generalization um superheroes seem really just kind of generic i mean boy scouty yeah. was kind of the terminology that he coined where it's they're just out for good and they're doing good for the purposes of good <laughs> And that's about it.
1: Let's do this because the bad guy says otherwise.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And it's just like, well,
1: okay. And quite a bit of the time, if you look back and look at some of the villains, they tend to have a motive. To be fair, that is excluding characters like Joker, Mm -hmm. who his whole point is, I'm the opposite of Batman. I'm going to blow up a hospital because why the hell not? Precisely. Whereas characters like uh, characters we're going to get into later, like if I can, there it is, Uh, like Handsome Jack, Lex Luthor, they all have a purpose. Mm -hmm. They all have a reason, but they're seen as bad because of the way that they're going about them. Right. With Lex Luthor, which we will get into later, his whole point is I want to better the world. Granted, Granted, his process is terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. His motives are in the right place. With Handsome Jack, it's, I want to better the world by enslaving them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's just, when you think about that, it's completely backwards, but I mean, if you're a psychotic dictator, it makes perfect sense. It, it
1: does make sense. And then you're getting to some of, the, some of the other ones. It's, I will use these people and control them to go do my bidding, which is to make
0: the world mine. Mm-hmm. Which, to some people, is,
1: huh, why didn't I think of that?
0: Right. Now, so in other words, what we've kind of clarified as of right now is that um, villains are more interesting than superheroes from, if we have a bullet point list, bullet point number one, um, motives.
1: Is is motives as seen by the audience?
0: Mm Mm-hmm so motives as seen by the audience if we were to come up with a second bullet point again i'm kind of putting this all on you sorry um w- would it be i wouldn't say costume design i wouldn't say appearance all the time not necessarily the one thing that i do have to say again excluding batman is that super villains have pretty sweet pads they they have some really cool uh super villain layers and stuff like that
1: they tend to excluding joker who just kind of does whatever the fuck <laughs> it's,
0: it's just like i exist over here and now i'm over here and now i'm here and i'm in the arkham asylum again <laughs> surprise surprise his pad is arkham asylum okay so there's that um and just... again too like i was saying um excluding the batman because bat i mean holy shit man like that is oh oh batman
1: but... is one of the few heroes that i do like
0: now, the, the one thing that I'm always really interested, sorry about being completely off-topic and almost to the point of opposite of our topics. Oh, darn. Um,
1: No one's losing here.
0: In my mind, Batman is so unique and interesting because if you think about a layer in a cave that's all black, your mind goes, fill in. And you look at Batman's costume design, and if you have absolutely no understanding of that universe, you go, fill in. Because it's a bat, which is something that's traditionally dark and something... If we're going into stereotypes, it's dark and evil-looking, and it's always like... It's it's the trope where you have the zooming-in camera shot of the haunted house, and you've got the bats flying in the background or whatever, making the screeching noises. You go, okay, this is not great. And yet, the writers, which I'm assuming you could look up right now, of Batman all the way back in 1940s said... Let's take all of those ideas and let's just flip them on its head and make this unique character. So again, too, sorry for being off topic in the Evil Villains podcast and talking about a character that doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, that's that's something else I find inter- interesting is that you would think that Batman with all these different types of characteristics of a villain would be a villain. But it's in a way it's ironic. It it is
1: really interesting. I kinda like it. But getting back on topic.
0: Yes. You were playing around on your laptop and I was curious what you were pulling up there.
1: Uh I was actually not pulling up. I was adding another I was adding another villain that I just thought about now because we were talking about Batman.
0: That's true. There are a lot of villains in the Batman series. I mean there's Bane, there's Joker, there's Penguin, there's
1: Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Because the, re- the reason i say scarecrow is my two favorite villains in all of batman is joker because he's the complete madman mm-hmm. the one who's completely unpredictable even though he's incredibly predictable
0: his our prediction of what he's going to do is something that is unpredictable does that make any sense no if you don't <laughs> if you don't think about it it makes perfect sense <laughs> does
1: it does it does make sense no good
0: so as as you're saying, so what your next favorite villain? I think you're alluding to was Scarecrow,
1: Doctor Jonathan Crane. Okay, Scarecrow, fear.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. So going more into that, what what exactly about him? I think you just said. Um, what about the fear makes it so? For
1: me, I deal interesting. For me, when I look at like a villain or any bad part of the story, I think psychological warfare hmm and dr crane does that exactly in for me the best way possible he doesn't need to be big and scary like bane he doesn't need to be able to look at the guy say i'm gonna break you and then break him the wall and the building
0: so in other words he you're just saying, needs
1: to make the man think he can do that
0: so you're saying not necessarily so yes imitation intimidation is a good factor of being a good villain. However, the thing that you're finding very intriguing about Doctor John Crow?
1: Doctor Jonathan Crane.
0: Crane. Sorry, I'm thinking Scarecrow in... instead of Crane. So the interesting thing with Doctor Jonathan Crane is that he uses just conversation to tear somebody down he from uses, the inside out.
1: He uses his. He uses his s- very specific and very. Easily, t- easily picked out from a crowd voice. Mm-hmm. And fear toxin. in. in I, I will pull this to video games rather than comics, as that's the one that I know the best. Uh, the easiest one that I can use is in Batman Arkham Knight. He takes all of Gotham, evacuates the entire thing by saying, if you stay, you're dead. Pumps the entire city... With his brand new fear toxin, throwing the entire city into chaos, even though it was already in chaos because the prisons were
0: let out. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Just the city was evacuated. All the all the criminals, including like Two Face, Penguin, blah 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 blah, were all let out. Except for Joker, he was dead. But it's besides the point.
0: Dead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Going on. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about that. We'll t- cover that some other time when we do a Joker part 15. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll get to that. But he's like, you know what? This is my threat. I'm going to carry it out. Boop. Pump the city full of fear toxin.
0: Good luck. So again, to bullet point number one, motives seen by the audience, bullet point to fear? Not necessarily. I'd say motives
1: seen by the audience, which is more of, here's his backstory, here's why he's doing this. It could be revenge, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Bullet point two is more of motives seen by the, motives seen by the protagonist or the hero or whatever is, I have a threat. I'm going to carry this out. Good luck stopping me. Okay. And characters like. Scarecrow and Lex Luthor and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And all those villains tend to be able to carry them out and have and have billions of dollars to be able to prove it. Or Crow with, I have all this stuff because people are terrified to say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, when it comes to supervillains, because this an interesting thought popped up. Do supervillains... In order to be successful, need a lot of income, need a lot of money, need a lot of resources.
1: Which is why most of the time, they tend to start as simple criminals. The, on- the only person that we weren't 100% sure of where he started is Joker, because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, I think the writers forgot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not Ron. going to be quite but blunt about that.
1: Two-Face. Has an entire crew because he started as a simple bank robber, and a lawyer.
0: That's somebody that, oh, I would not want him to be my lawyer.
1: <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Penguin is literally a. If there was any other word, kingpin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's like, you're gonna go do my thing, or you're gonna die. And they're like, I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Bang, you're dead. Bang. And he shows zero mercy. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's like four foot tall, but so he could also punch him
0: across the room. You probably could,
1: but you'd also probably get shot in the foot by an umbrella. This is true because no one expects the umbrella. Because mm-hmm. why would an umbrella have a gun in it? But it does.
0: So here, here's my question: if if a if a super requires money. And has worked their way to the top. Um, I'll throw you a little bit of a curveball here. How does Joker fit into that picture. Or rather not fit into that picture.
1: Joker kind of does. Because two of his three. Two of the three backgrounds we have been given. Start him as a regular criminal. Okay. And sort of made his way to the top. By going completely insane and basically losing all morality all human instinct and basically saying if you don't do this i'm gonna torture you and if anyone else tries to do that it's gonna get worse and worse and worse Mm -hmm. he has dipped a guy into acid and said does anyone else want to oppose this and they're all like "Nope." nope and they went and did the thing
0: now when i think of the joker i don't I don't ever think of him, like, quote-unquote, with, like, a posse or, like, a group of people. I always envision him as just the lone person. Lex Luthor is kind of the same way. Two-Face is the same way. But in those scenarios, you can individually say they all have crews beneath them. But still, they after after getting that, I still have don't ever see really Joker with a crew of people. He, every...
1: Every single villain has some form of, 99% of the time, every villain has some form of crew under them, whether it's one other person, whether it's hundreds of other people. Mm -hmm. Joker does because every time he's been into Arkham Asylum or even Arkham City later on when that was built, Mm -hmm. that was a train wreck. Right. But when those were built or when he was thrown in there, it was, hey, here's all the things I did. Who wants to follow me? And people actually said, yeah, sure. Let's go
0: about it. So could you say that the Joker is the supervillain king of supervillains? Basically. Okay. Now that starts to make a little bit more sense for me.
1: Joker has followers because people are either terrified of him or they're excited to be around him because they're also just as crazy. Mm -hmm. Two-Face does because it's a little hard to pull off a bank heist with one person. Yeah, two half people.
0: Right. <laughs> and then Two Face makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, and then I would assume the thing that never got that never made sense with me was the recent alliteration of Batman, where they make Harley Quinn a love interest of Joker. That's a different thing, but I mean, just taking Harley Quinn on her own, I have had very little discussion or very knowledge about her.
1: So i actually know quite a bit of harley quinn okay because harley quinn is one of my favorite kind of side characters Mm -hmm. who was then given who was then given the front row spot and said let's see where this goes and it went and everyone was like
0: oh damn
1: oh shit she's terrifying dr harleen quinzel was a psychiatrist okay guess where she worked she worked at none other than Arkham Asylum, and her very first patient was none other than the Joker. Oh, nice. Guess where this is going. <laughs>
0: Joker... Oh, <it> went places, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Joker eventually
1: then effectively turned her insane by getting, him, by getting her to like him, which for him isn't that hard. Mm-hmm. Put on a different face, tell a different story oh, no, my parents died, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, give me sympathy. And she's like, go, okay. And gave him all of the sympathy, but slowly unraveling her mind mm-hmm. at the same time. The like the next time he broke out, she was right there next to him, breaking him out.
0: So in that fashion, would you consider that, kind of, again, going back to... If, uh former argument would you consider harley quinn to have kind of a crew or kind of a loner but with the joker she she kind of
1: does because there's a there's basically a separate crew inside of joker's whole i guess you can call it a faction Mm -hmm. in the arkham asylum in the prison area like each one has its own little faction Blah 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 and harley quinn has a whole section of followers that are just like to be completely honest, she's more terrifying than he is. Right. Like, he carries around a long, he carries around a revolver and a knife. Okay. She carries around a hammer and nothing else. I thought
0: she carried a bat.
1: She carries a bat later, but it's. Okay. For the most part, it's usually the hammer. It's it seems like she
0: of. can do a lot more damage with a hammer than a gun and a knife.
1: It's a lot more terrifying. This is true. Like her hammer is the size of her.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, oh, think, I, I was not thinking. Not like a ball hammer. Yeah, not like a ball like hammer. An,
1: no, yeah. like big. Oversized, comically large. Heh, comic. Yeah, comic. Hilarious. Hammer. Okay. Comically large sledgehammer.
0: So going back to our bullet point list. We have number one, motives seen by the audience. Number two, motives seen by the protagonist, motive three, having resources.
1: Resources. Resources and service to pull off. Mm-hmm. Or to pull from. I would say next might be not necessarily reasoning, but What's the word I'm thinking of?
2: Um,
0: logical thinking? Probably. So elaborate yeah, yeah. on that topic.
1: Just, why would I do this thing? Why would I go and do this thing? Why does Two-Face go and rob banks? He's a lawyer, but also a bank robber.
0: So
2: would that he
1: still
0: can... technically be under motive, so? Kind of.
1: Logical thinking kind of goes into goes into motive, mm-hmm. but it's, why did they think this way? Almost, go, almost is a mix of background and motive. Okay. Kind of. But Two-Face is a lawyer. He now has the logical thinking of, I can go around this bank and then cover my tracks because I'm a lawyer. Because he's a licensed lawyer.
0: So you're saying when it comes to logical thinking, it's more of some of their actions are in congruence with yes. um like their profession and whatnot. For more example off- with with Harley Quinn is that she's a psychiatrist and she's as you're working on somebody, your tendency you have a tendency to give sympathy to understand where they're coming from and whatnot. Um to kind of get to that point.
1: Oh yeah. And the reason Kind of the reason that more people are terrified of, Har- of Harley over Joker is Joker's just outwardly terrifying. Mm-hmm. Harley has the internal thought of how to get past that mm. because she knows how people work, because of psychology, because she's a trained psychiatrist. She, yeah. can, she can look at someone and say, I know how you work. Let's bend that
0: embedding it to her will,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just back to the original point of Jonathan Crane, he takes that up about 200 <laughs> two hundred notches. Two thousand notches.
0: Okay. Now again, going. I feel like I already forgot this, but what was his gig? His whole thing is fear, bending
1: people from terror.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Obviously, my apologies to the audience that uh, he's also the. I have a short attention span. He's so. also
1: the only villain to act physically, unmask the Batman. Wow. He's one of the
0: only ones. I'm assuming Joker does at some point in time.
1: Joker knows, but doesn't say anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: From what we've heard, one of the only villains who doesn't know who it is in any way, shape, or form, is the Riddler.
0: Now let's talk about the Riddler. What's in my mind, I feel like the Joker and the Riddler in a weird way are kind of the same just from an outside perspective, because you see these two you've got a clown and you've got essentially a magician or a clown. And you just sit there going, They're they're there to be the irony behind these comic professions where you would they were there to make fun and to make people laugh but these writers make them to be the opposite of the intent of the intended what's the opposite of laughter is fear
1: with joker that makes sense and that was the point he's he's the he's the joker he's the crown prince of crime because sense Mm -hmm. riddler on the other hand is a fucking genius, but he's fucking useless. He really can't take a take a hit, and he almost intends ninety nine percent of his riddles to be found by the common man. Mm-hmm. And none of them make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: But if. In some of the comics, and I don't remember the exact numbers because I'm dumb and don't have all this pulled up. Sure, I'm no, smart. Gotcha. And even <laughs> even in I believe it's actually no, it's Arkhamus As- in Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and in Batman Arkham Knight. Just not in Origins because for some reason, mm-hmm. um, it actually basically straight out says, "I don't want to know who the Batman is. It keeps the mystery alive." And everyone looks at him and says, you're an idiot. Your whole point is to find out who the Batman is. And you're saying, I don't want to know.
0: Well, at that point, it just seems like they, they, they want to draw out his existence for a very long time. Or just solving a mystery, but not actually wanting to know what the mystery is.
1: He and Joker are almost kind of go hand in hand and are almost polar opposites. Joker kind of does the same thing but he's good at it. Riddler... <laughs> Riddler pokes fun to try to get Batman out of his cave in a very terrible way. Joker pokes fun at the Batman to get him out of his cave and has actually succeeded at finding out who Batman is. hmm And so, he's like,
0: I don't really care. So in other words, in this... This entire list of processes and of all of these villains we've discussed, you're just kind of saying, just don't worry about the Riddler because he's fucking dumb.
2: Just yeah. just don't worry there's, about that.
1: There's quite a few Batman villains that you don't have to worry about. Like Condiment. Con- what is it? Condiment King. That's a thing.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Crazy Quilt. Also a thing. Mm-hmm. Riddler. Yeah, you don't have to worry about those guys.
0: Then a you- good pal, uh, Eric who claims to be the Riddler. And that could that could be an episode topic we, where we just feature him. Just like, all right. The what's... Fu- all right, who the hell are you? Tell us about the Riddler.
1: <laughs> Please tell us about the Riddler and how more useful he is than the Riddler. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually do stuff.
0: Right. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any last really final point to really discuss about what makes what makes us intrinsically intrigued about how villains work and just what about them is interesting that makes us want to learn more about them? For a lot of people,
1: it's the psychology, how they think, why do they do the things that they do, their background. There are a select few people that it's what they do, Mm -hmm. not necessarily how they do it or why they do it. It's what they do. People are excited by the fact that Joker went out, blew up school, blew up a child school bus, mm-hmm. and a hospital. Like within twenty minutes of each other. Wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I killed roughly about a hundred kids. And gonna- then he frolicked off like fucking nothing.
0: So more or less, could it be something that's taking all of our bullet points down and just saying that it's? they're psychologically different and there's something about that that there's a curiosity that humans have that makes us go huh i want to know learn more about that
1: yeah it it tends to and it tends to point at psychology and why they think that way it's more of why the fuck does how
0: fucked up is he let's find out oh oh god that's really bad (laughs) (laughs) oh dear so, on that note, I believe that's where we'll call the end of our Fascination with Villains episode. If uh, you like the content, make sure you like, subscribe, comment down below, or if you're listening via iTunes or SoundCloud, also do the same. Do the same thing and comment ice and comment. James Sucks. I mean, you can do that. Go ahead. The you have free speech? <laughs>
1: free speech, I don't care.
0: Yeah, we have free speech, you can do whatever you want, except for... Bad things, please don't put us on a FBI blacklist. whoops, yeah, let's not do that <laughs> so again, thank you for listening in tuning in to the evil villains podcast where we will release episodes every Monday, the most evil day of the week Probably. again this is the most evil podcast called the evil villains podcast where every good story needs a villain and we'll see you guys next week so bye bye. Later. Nerds.